This week we discuss THC thresholds, alpine innovation, and buying cannabis at train stations. Coming up next on Critical Grass. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. Critical Grass. It's stimulating, mind-expanding, safer to use than alcohol. It's the in thing, the hula hoop of the jet generation, and as much a part of growing up as smoking corn silk behind the back fence. Critical Grass. He's looked at both the pros and cons of blowing pot. He's not convinced that grass is all that harmful, but there is room for a lot of doubt. Why don't we wait and see? There's a lot of testing to be done before we'll know all the facts. Critical Grass. I am from Switzerland and I am the CEO of Mary Jane Switzerland. That was Albert Ladipov with One Week in Switzerland, which is where this week's guest comes from. Misha Gribi is the CEO of MaryJane.com. That's Mary spelled M-A-R-R-Y. It's a Swiss cannabis company specializing in high CBD, low THC products with shops located throughout Switzerland, including Zurich, Basel, Niederdorf, Lausanne, and Geneva. I spoke with Misha at their booth at Cannafest in Prague, and if their booth is any indication of how they operate... I have to say it looks like they have a pretty bright future ahead of them. They were very well organized, very friendly, enthusiastic, and knowledgeable about what they were doing, and it felt like stepping into a mountain chalet somewhere in the Alps. If you follow the current events on cannabis, you'll certainly hear references to places such as Canada, the west coast of the United States, uh, other states in the country going legal, as well as a handful of other countries throughout the world that have decided on allowing for the medical use of cannabis. Switzerland is the type of place, however, that generally gets looked over when it comes to cannabis, as it's mostly associated with things like banks, alpine activities, punctual trains, watches and clocks, army knives, staying neutral, and being a reserved, rather conservative society. However, cannabis has been present in Switzerland for quite some time, and while THC is still illegal, Swiss policy has been comparatively progressive, at least compared to its neighbors. I asked Misha to talk about his company and how he got into the cannabis industry in general. Uh, it was like a friend of mine uh, said, me, said to me, like, oh, cannabis is legal now without any THC, and I was quite impressed and I, I read about it and yet yeah, I was like I never wanted a boss so I learned IT specialist but I didn't like to have a boss so yeah a few al already a few years ago I was like like self-employed employed so freelancer 
and yeah, so that's how I started to, to work with cannabis because uh, it was a new industry and uh, I thought like it's, it's a great option to, to open a shop and produce, uh, produce CBD as well. So yeah, that's how, how I did the step into the, this cannabis industry. So yeah, it, it all starts like we, we produce CBD in Switzerland till 1% THC and high, uh, high CBD. So, and uh, we have like some shops in Switzerland which uh, where we sell our products. We produce uh, indoor CBD flowers, CBD oil, drops, extracts. Right now we are producing already some whey pants with CBD, high CBD, low THC, and as well some e-liquids. So yeah, it, it all starts uh, one and a half year ago uh, with our shops. Then we start to produce CBD with uh, some good genetics. Uh, and yeah, now we are here in Prague, uh, very busy. So yeah, my, my parents are like liberal, so they, are, they told me like don't smoke weed for sure. But yeah, they, I saw it by myself. So. Because I did a lot of sports before when I was younger and then I saw like that the, the kids in my school which smoke already with 12 or 13 years old, I, I saw it by myself, it's not like good for yourself. So, but I had never like this bad uh, view to cannabis because like we are like, I think a lot of the, the most people in Switzerland are like open-minded and like they, they think about and they speak about every topic. Uh, as well as uh, to cannabis and so everybody knows uh, a little bit how to handle with this topic so for me it was not at all a bad thing cannabis because I grew up like a friend of my father had like an industrial hemp company just he just grow like till now he grow just industrial hemp and make some industrial hemp tea but for, for me this topic was not not forbidden at all so but I figured out how to handle with it and I did my own way with cannabis yeah, so I, I, I was never like a hardcore cannabis consumer when I was younger uh, and now till uh, I smoke sometimes but it was n never like a, a forbidden topic to speak about it. Yeah, it was just like I know since a few years since I was young what cannabis do with you so uh, it's, it was a, like my own decision how I want to handle with it for sure maybe when, when I, w I would smoke like with 12 or 14 years a lot of weed and my parents would know it then maybe they would talk with me different but now it was never like forbidden topic in my way so according to Misha the Swiss are a little more open and upfront about cannabis than one would assume especially given their history as a neutral, somewhat reclusive country. One of the reasons that cannabis is not such a taboo topic is that, as Misha mentions, people have been growing hemp here for many years and have appreciated the many different ways the plant can be used. Misha is also a good example of how you don't have to be a hardcore daily user to work in this industry, though being passionate about it most certainly helps, especially if you're going to be a producer. No fear, no shame, just a genuine interest and passion for it combined with the Swiss way of doing business, and you have yourself a nice little cannabis company in the heart of Europe. But wait a second, didn't we say cannabis is still technically illegal? Well, yes, yes we did. But it's a little nuanced. 
I asked Misha to explain what the legal situation of cannabis in Switzerland is. The cannabis you can buy legally in Switzerland, yeah, you don't have any psychoactive effects, like you just have the CBD flowers. You don't even have like uh, medical cannabis in, in flower form. You just have like one or two uh, drugstores which you, with the receipt you can buy like the oil and get some permission to, to have some THC oil. But yeah, um, the law is like that. It's for, for, for end consumer, it's like in some cities, it's, it's tolerated to have like 10 grams of THC on, on you because uh, they won't give you any any taxes or some, some money you have to pay. But yeah, to grow and to sell it, it's all under, all under 1%. It's legal and accepted. You have some controls uh, for sure to test if you don't sell like the, the THC one. But uh, yeah, if you want to, to grow over 1%, you are like a drug dealer. On the year 2000, we've got like uh, open-minded cannabis uh, um, economy. A lot of people sold already some some cannabis as like uh, a tea or some some stuff you smell it. So because like in the law in the 2000 you you, you had not like the drug law, uh, but then they changed it to the EU EU. So till then you or since then you had like 0.3 THC. It's it's allowed so for industrial hemp. But uh, two years ago they increased the law to till 1% THC so now we are able to produce products with with maximum 1% THC and high CBD so yeah the, the European norm is like 0.2 some specific countries have like like Italy is 0.6 uh, but just for the farmers that they have like because they have like a, a, a strong sun in the summer and they grow like the industrial hemp above 0.2 and that they are are not criminal they they did like the law in Italy like 06 but yeah in, in European here in Europe it's like 02 but we are in Switzerland we are able to grow still 1% THC Misha mentioned tea that you could legally buy for smelling purposes what he was referring to was something called duftkissen which loosely translates to scent pillows and they resemble little canvas sachets that can be used for aromatherapy. That is until you open one, at which point you'd be breaking the law, at least at the time. Those have since disappeared in Switzerland as the go-to option for legally buying cannabis, and as Misha mentions, the Swiss have adopted low THC-containing strains, and while 0.2 is the norm in most of Europe, the Swiss, not being in the EU, actually can get away with selling varieties containing 1%. So slightly ahead of most of the EU in allowing for THC, but not yet at the same level as places like the Netherlands or Spain, where high THC varieties are pretty standard. With the Swiss being a little more open to cannabis for recreational purposes, I was very curious as to what the situation of medical cannabis was like. A few months ago, like the government of Switzerland allowed uh, to do some studies with THC for like universities. Right, uh, right now they, they are fig uh, doing the papers how they want to do it because till now it, it was not possible to buy uh, medical cannabis uh, at all. Just if you had like some, for example, a cancer, then you can go to the government and with some permission you, you are able to have some, some th high THC products but not the flowers. Uh, but yeah, right now they have like accepted some, some, 
some university to do like for research uh, the medical way, open the medical way. But it's not, not finished yet, so they've figured out now how to do it and they, right now they do the documents and yeah, I think in the next year they will start to do some research of the medical marijuana. So patients looking to medicate with cannabis currently have a total of two pharmacies where they can buy THC-containing products in the form of tinctures and oil concentrates. However, flour or cannabis resin are unfortunately not an option, at least not at the moment. These treatment options are only available for patients with serious or terminal illnesses. Swiss physicians can obtain a special permit from the Federal Office of Public Health for their patients with the allowance to prescribe medical cannabis for 12 months only. All of this is a little surprising considering how progressive the Swiss cannabis policy has been compared to most of Europe. The good news is that they have gotten the ball rolling and the paperwork is being prepared for medical cannabis to be more extensively researched and ultimately made available to patients. But what is it about Swiss policy that has allowed the country to be slightly ahead of its neighbors in its approach to cannabis? Yeah, I, I think for sure we are ahead uh, when you compare it with the European countries, uh, for example, like Germany, because I think like we saw it like uh, that uh, with the CBD, we are the, we are more open-minded to cannabis, like. Because we've got like uh, uh, in the past in our history a lot of farmers grow cannabis as well, so I think like also the like the conservative parties are a little bit more open-minded, but for sure they are like uh, still against uh, it, uh, the total uh, uh, regulation or, or legalization of cannabis. So yeah, but I think we are ahead because we have like this story with CBD since uh, a few years. And uh, that's why we have, like, the, the public, it's, it's more open-minded to cannabis. They don't uh, have uh, the strict uh, thoughts that uh, cannabis is just illegal and just a drug. They, they see the benefits as well, what cannabis can do. And, yeah, I think with, with, the, with the right law, it, it will be, as well, a, a good future in Switzerland to work with cannabis. Yeah, it's doing very well uh, since we have like this new law with the 1% THC. A lot of new companies uh, was fo- were founded and yeah, a lot of CBD producers uh, growing as well CBD, very, very good quality of CBD. Yeah, But uh, a lot of, uh, of companies also like they don't have a distribution. So so we are, we are, man- we are figured out how to manage to do uh, all on one time. So we have like producing, distribution and um, yeah, wholesale at, to whole Europe uh, in CBD products. Back to your question, yeah, the, the cannabis culture is going very well. Uh, now the, the economy, like the, the, the public accept cannabis uh, very well. We've got like in our shops a lot of customers with the age over 60 years old who buys like the drops because they, they like the effect of CBD and cannabis at all. Yeah, I think we are on the right way in Switzerland. CBD, or cannabidiol, is the way the Swiss have got their proverbial foot in the door, and their authorities were thankfully astute enough to realize the benefits of this compound, allowing the relatively young CBD industry to function and develop. And as Misha mentions, even more conservative Swiss politicians are open to the benefits of the plant, something people in other countries could only wish for as far as the stubbornness of their politicians and lawmakers is concerned. But getting back to Misha, 
He mentions that cannabis culture is blossoming thanks to Switzerland having an open mind towards cannabis. As a result, cannabis businesses are on the rise, and we also notice that the laws around the cannabis plant are changing as well. Does this mean that we will also see recreational cannabis being allowed in this landlocked alpine paradise? Probably yes, yeah. I'm like in a committee from like, a, a, I don't know, it's like a, a group of, of people who want the legalization, but this, is, this group is like from the end customers. Right now we are, we are doing groups with uh, some parties. Uh, this group for like the end consumer have like a, a political party, I don't know, it's like association, yes, that's the word, and some uh, people from the cannabis industry or the CBD industry, we are, we are sitting down on one table and now we have make like in Switzerland you have like the right if you have like 100,000 signs then the, this law will come to the public and they have to vote if it's going legal and that's not that yeah in the next year I guess that this uh, association to uh, start to, to uh, get the signs so that we have like 100,000 signs so on this way it could be like possible that in the next few years it, it will be happening that it get legal but for sure or in my opinion I think the medical way anyways will open in the next one or two years at all yeah so but, but we will see like if the public or if the Swiss people vote for the total legalization or, or regulation I think it's more a regulation than a total legalization then it's, it's possible that in the next few few years or five years, uh, it will get legal as well. 100,000 signatures will get you a public vote, which is quite realistic and rather promising, though not exactly a walk in the park. Misha believes that the medical cannabis laws will become relaxed in the near future, and if we look at the example of other countries with medical cannabis on the books, this could soon pave the way for recreational cannabis to be allowed in the country. There's still a way to go, but things are ultimately in the hands of the voting public. And judging by trends across the globe, it wouldn't be all that big of a surprise to see Switzerland follow the path of Uruguay or Canada. But what would their distribution and consumption model look like? Would we see the dispensary model like in North America or European-style social clubs? I think it, it will be like some some mix, but for sure more on the way like dispensary in America. But yeah, that's that's what we have to figure out right now. We are preparing some documents. Uh, we are sitting down right now how, uh, to discuss how we want to do it, how we can give like the government, uh, how we can present some documents they also accept, and then we can vote about it. But yeah, that's right now it's not... Uh, finished yet the, the, the documents but I think it will go on the way from the dispensaries uh, yeah because like the social clubs are still have like some bad uh, touch in the public they, they, they just see like oh the, the people though they're just gonna smoke and chill the whole day so, so yeah I think in, in, in California that it, uh, it looks different the people see the cannabis industry different than in Spain. Misha is convinced Switzerland will resemble places like California and its dispensaries more than Spain with its social club model. And there is reason to argue for that, especially with the way cannabis is currently being distributed in Switzerland. However, the social club model is not entirely foreign to the Swiss. 
Back in 2016, the cities of Zurich, Basel, Bern, and Geneva stated that they planned to establish pilot cannabis clubs to gauge their utility, limited to 2,000 members total, and to be studied for four years. Those pilot projects have been shut down by the Federal Office of Public Health in November of last year because of a missing legal basis. In December of 2017, an absolute majority of members of both parliamentary chambers signed a parliamentary motion to change the law. However, in June of this year, the motion was narrowly rejected by the National Council after it had passed the Council of States. A month later, in July 2018, the Federal Council sent a proposition legalizing cannabis studies to the Parliament anyway. So medical cannabis in Switzerland is being worked on with the possibility of it becoming more widely available in the near future, pending research. Recreational cannabis, at least in the form of CBD, is already here, with adult-use THC within the realm of possibilities. With more and more cannabis companies appearing on the Swiss landscape, we soon could see a pretty solid infrastructure for producing amounts that exceed local demand. Does this mean that Switzerland might become a major exporter in the next few years? Yeah, it, it, it could happen for sure. The, right now it's just like because a lot of European countries don't know how to handle with also products with THC under 0.2. It's legal in all in, in these countries, but the police don't know how to handle it. So. Right now, when we send from Switzerland, because we are not in the European Union, a lot of countries block, like the custom blocks our products with CBD because they are like afraid how to handle it. So, but yeah, I, I think when we figure out how we can uh, pro progress or how we can uh, handle with this problem with the customs, it, it, it's possible to, that we are like one of the major exporter of, uh, of cannabis in Europe. For sure, because right now we have like the po uh, possibility to to grow better quality, to to uh, also do better full spectrum extract. Uh, to we have more options like in Austria to, to handle with uh, with cannabis because we have like when they are going over 0.3 THC, they are like criminals, and we can like experiment and uh, in. Uh, doing new products and when we are 0.4 for us it's not, not dangerous and like so that's why we, we do a lot of products for whole Europe at the moment. Due to the fact that Switzerland is not an EU country, Misha claims that this gives them more room for innovation in that they aren't limited to the arbitrary 0.2 THC threshold that neighboring countries like Austria and Germany are. This, too, could give them an advantage over EU countries, at least as far as exports are concerned. I also asked Misha how he thinks Canada and parts of the U.S. going legal for adult use will affect the policies in his home country, and how he thinks the industry will develop globally. No, for sure, because, like, uh, not only Swiss, I think all Europe or the Western Europe always is like the little brother of America. They do everything what they do. They copy so not at all but like in my opinion like when USA would completely open the cannabis industry a few years later in whole Europe it will be the same I, I guess yeah because like you saw see it like not only in the cannabis industry it doesn't matter what what America does in a few years it comes to Europe as well so I think it's it's like that. If would if USA would open everything, 
in a few years Europe will do it the same. I think we are on the right way because like uh, now the cannabis industry on, at the whole, in the whole world is growing so the, the publicity knows a lot of cannabis they read about in the newspaper not only like uh, they catch the drug dealer so they, they read a lot of positive stories about cannabis at all uh, how it helps uh, in the right uh, on the right way for sure uh, so I think my prediction is like we are on the right way I, I cannot say like exact prediction uh, in this country it will legalize it then but I think we are on the right way and if we continue with, with great product as well like in Europe with CBD I think helps a lot for the plant at all to, to work with cannabis because like uh, yeah you have good benefits as, as well we don't have like some uh, some scientific uh, reports or Yes, studies right now, but uh, they are doing it and they are on it. So I think in a few years, when the studies are, are finished, uh, we, we we are on the right way for sure. Misha doesn't give us a time frame as far as predictions go, and this could possibly reflect his measured, reserved Swiss approach. But he is very optimistic and believes we are on the right path. I happen to agree, and as much as I personally would like to see change happen faster. We have to be patient about it, as you can't reverse decades-long prohibition on a dime. Finally, being such a young yet successful CEO of a cannabis company, I asked Misha for some advice for young entrepreneurs and activists, or anyone else who might be thinking of getting into the cannabis business. Uh, let's do it. Don't listen about like the people who say you can't do it, because yeah, I also did it. Uh, I tried it. And uh, if you fall down, step, stand up and try it again. So, yeah, I think at all, not just in the cannabis industry, if you want to be self-employed or you have like your dreams, just try it because what, what, what can happen if you, if you fall or if you don't make it? You can go back to your job if you have one for sure. But... Yeah, that was always my opinion uh, since I was young. I always tried to do something uh, and if it didn't work, uh, I tried it again and again or I tried something new. So that's what I would say to everybody who wants to do like something uh, or something in the cannabis industry. Yeah, meet a lot of new people, talk with everybody, be open-minded and then yeah, somehow it will work for sure. If you're feeling inspired enough by those nice little words of encouragement and would like to find out more about Misha or his company, where do we go to find him? They can find us in, for sure in Switzerland or on our webpage uh, www.marywith2rsjane.com yeah. or ch. We have both. To marry someone, Jane, like to maryjane.com. And then it will forward you to the .ch page, but we are uh, doing, a, right now we are uh, doing a new page, so it's better to do the .com, so if you have like the, the whole, you will see the whole infrastructure of the company. Because right now the .ch page is just a web shop for all European uh, members who listen this. Uh, we have got uh, as well .eu, there's an uh, online shop for the European Union. Uh, but yeah, I would prefer the .com because uh, big things will, will happen now and we have like 
a good introduction to our company and on this side then. Yeah, we've got like in Zurich, Basel, Lausanne and Genève, we've got, we've got shops. The last shop was Geneva in the main station of Geneva, so the central station. So we are working with the Swiss rail lines. So yeah, there we have like a shop, it's open the whole year, every day. So we are, when we do new more shops, we will do like in the, in the train station for sure. This will be like the future as well. Cannabis at train stations, huh? Looks like we might have a new type of alpine tourism on our hands. Well, with that, we say thank you and goodbye to this week's guest. Uh, thank you for uh, speaking with me today uh, here at Cannabis in Prague. Uh, and uh, good luck with the rest of the, the expo. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you for your visit. For, uh, it was a pleasure uh, to, to talk with you. I will enjoying it to hear it. That makes it a dozen episodes so far. If you're still here, congratulations, you've just won another 12 episodes. Delivery times may vary, but you can expect to wait at least 12 more weeks. As always, feel free to share the episode with those you think might enjoy this podcast, and you're always welcome to leave comments and or questions. My name is Bogdan. I'll see you next week for our Baker's Dozen special. Adek!